1: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Thanks for joining me today. I know it's um, the day before Thanksgiving. So hopefully you guys are at the gym or doing something like not lazy because I don't know on Thanksgiving, I'm insane. I'm a fat load and I just sit on the couch all day um, and pretend to watch football. But anyway, so, okay, guys, my guest for today is someone very, very cool, very, very brave and very strong. And if you know me, you know, I literally live for women like this. And, um, you know, I, I just want to do everything in my power to get the word out and, you know, bring attention and awareness to whatever's going on. So today we have Sarah and Massey. Say hello, Sarah. I'll stop talking.
2: Hello, everybody. It's so good so, to see you, Lauren.
1: Yes, you too. So Sarah, I want to introduce you because you are an actress, you're a comedian, but you're also an advocate for, um, you're a victim survivor advocate, basically. And, um, You are a survivor of Harvey Weinstein, and you are now currently in the new film, She Said. Is that correct? That is all correct. Okay, so tell me first, like, happy stuff. Tell me about the movie and about your character and just how amazing it's been to sort of watch this go from, you know, script. I want to say real life to script to screen, but just really getting this guy, like, really calling him out, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been a very interesting and exciting and personal journey for me. I read the first New York Times piece, which is sort of what this film focuses on, is Joey Cantor and Megan Toohey getting to the point of being able to publish this expose on Harvey Weinstein and this, you know, decades of abuse. And I read that story and it was the first time I realized that I was not alone. I realized I was not the only woman he had done this to and Mm. it had been almost a decade since it happened and i finally felt like maybe i could tell my story
1: Mm. so
2: this is really impactful and then you know i came forward with my story and i you know shared about what had happened to me and i connected with other survivors and sort of talked about what my fears were why i didn't come forward and then saw some of those fears start to play out once i had shared my story i was very afraid of retaliation um I was an actor. I had just moved to New York. I was really young and sort of ahead of the game. And when Harvey assaulted me, it, it took me out. Like I was afraid to keep pursuing film and TV. I was afraid of running into him. I was afraid of being abused by someone else like him. And I lost a lot of time. And then I regained some of that traction. I met the man who had yeah. become my husband and we started doing comedy together. And I suddenly felt safe again. You know it's kind of sad to say but it's because i had a man with me at meetings or he could go with me to auditions and i felt like i had a little bit of protection so i started making yeah. progress and moved to la started getting lots of auditions and then i came forward and about two months after i was told i was being retaliated against and i was going to be blacklisted and casting directors weren't going to call me in and that played out i went from having four to six auditions a month in a new market to having you know, maybe a little over a half a dozen auditions in the past five years. It's been
1: tough. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can, no. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Can you just tell me of this? Course. I just, I'm trying to get the timeline in my head. So was he, when you came forward, it was just a woman who had written the article in the Times, right? It was just...
2: So it was within, I think it was six days after the first Times piece had published. And okay. by the there were... I, Several dozen of us. I mean, there were over 80 people who came forward in the first month.
1: But it he had a- not gone to trial yet. He was, no, this is just, no. this is like, quote unquote, I'm going to call it a rumor just for, you know, the sake no. of what it is. Like. Yeah. It yeah. was,
2: I mean, it seemed like there was going to be actual accountability. Yeah. Um, which yeah. one of the reasons why I felt safe coming forward. There were so many of us and, you know, he was taking a step back. He was, he was being fired. You know, it felt like something yeah. was going to happen. So, you know, I am somebody who likes to take action and who likes to talk about things. So when I realized I was being retaliated against and I was having these negative career impacts happen, I talked about it and I found yeah. out this is happening to a lot of people. And if you watch the film, which I encourage everybody to see, she said, it's a really exciting film and I think it tells the story really honestly, but in a way that maybe hasn't landed for people before. You know, I think I'm a writer too and I think filmmaking happens. Yeah. This special way of reaching people's hearts and minds and like, you mm. know, feel like you're connecting with these real women and the sort of struggle they went through to decide to come forward. So, but you'll see in the film, you know, one of the fears was retaliation. And one of the realities for these women was that their careers got destroyed. So I just felt like this couldn't stand. Not just for me, you know. I I create my own work. I'm going to keep going no matter what. But I couldn't mm. watch this, this happen to other people. So
0: totally. I started
2: this organization, Hire Survivors Hollywood, and we've been working for years to get productions to hire survivors, give them opportunities, create a safer and more equitable industry in general. We have like- I'm like gonna
1: cry, that's so cool. It's literally so cool, I'm sorry. Like usually, like, sorry, I'm like sniffling, but usually some women, they, you know, run in a corner and feel sorry for themselves. But you, you literally took this and something so, so effed up and you used it for good. And it's like, it's working, it seems like.
2: Well, look, I think we all have different ways of dealing with these horrible things that happen to us. And it's completely valid to not share your story publicly or not feel like you have to become an activist. I don't think it's fair that the responsibility to fix these systems of imbalanced power and abuse fall on the people who have been most harmed. But I am somebody That's who true. Has kind of... I feel impotent if I don't do something. So I just thought if I can yeah. help, if I can do something. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already having my career damaged. I can't really damage it much more. So I might as well just keep going. And I'm really yeah. I'm really proud of the fact that we cr- uh, created this toolkit that goes from pre-production development to release to guide Filmmakers and studios and executives on how to take steps to be inclusive of survivors. We consult on projects. We, you know, wow. seminars. And we just did a screening that Universal sponsored for. Uh, she said for the higher survivors community. It's just been really great, and I think we'll have an opportunity to keep growing our work and and helping other people.
1: Yeah, no, that's incredible, and and I I should backtrack a little. I guess I didn't mean like a victim will sit in the corner and cry. You're totally allowed to do that as a victim. Don't get me wrong. Oh my gosh, I have totally done that a million times, but I really do want to prop you up for this because it's so incredible. Um you this is not this is uh it's higher hollywood so people can go see this website. It's really beautiful. I went to see it. It's yeah, really-
2: higher survivors hollywood.org is our website. We're on Twitter is higher survivors. Instagram is higher survivors hollywood. Um okay. you can find us all over. There's lots of really great information.
1: I you know I remember hearing um the first time I paid attention to this whole thing really was Mira Sorvino that like really Mm -hmm. hit me hard because I was so obsessed with her I literally thought she was like the world's best actress and I still think she is I really do and then I realized that she hadn't done a studio motion picture in like 20 years and that's all because she denied the advances of Harvey Weinstein Yeah. I mean, what? Have you been in touch with her at all? Or I feel like she would be all over this, like your your platform. She would be so incredible to help with this. I I do know
2: Mira. I've been lucky enough to meet her and um, you know, spend time with her several times. We did build a little community of Weinstein survivors early on. And Mm. I'm just so excited for her because she is incredibly talented and incredibly kind. And she is a huge advocate herself. I mean, she works with the UN, she works. Or, you know with victims of human trafficking and all of this incredible stuff but she's working you know she's on yeah. this great series now created by Jeff Astroff and Sharon Horgan and she's thriving and I'm just I I look to her as inspiration for someone who kept going despite all of the challenges and that's what I try to say to people it's like you know it, it ranges from people like me who are sort of just like struggling workaday actors people who never even got a chance to start and then people who have won Oscars you know yeah. and who are your favorite actors in the world. It, it really is a widespread issue. And, um, even if you're not being explicitly retaliated against, there's sort of Mm -hmm. like the implicit barriers to entry. Like I was describing after I was assaulted, I was afraid to work. I was, you know, traumatized. And so we just need to create a, I mean, it's, I describe it as a health and safety issue. It's about creating Safe work environments. It's about equity. It's it's like other historically marginalized groups. You know, these are people who have dealt with abuse and trauma, and we just need to make the industry welcoming and supportive of yeah. you know, not just survivors, but all communities who have been sort of unfairly retaliated against.
1: I I really, really um I appreciate that. And I think that as a female in media, I mean, I think that, you know, we all we all have a story. I don't, I wasn't necessarily um you know harassed or assaulted but i do i have you know i have an experience um mm-hmm. at a place of work where i was fired for saying something that the men say there pretty much every day times 10 and it's way worse like when i tell you way worse i mean not even a competition and i was so upset i love my job so much and i have to say i you know, at one point, someone I know had sent this whole thing to Page Six. They got a hold of my termination letter because it was so ridiculous. It was so like you would you would die laughing, and I started crying. My mom was in town. I remember specifically, and I was like, I got to get a hold of this reporter. If they print this, I'm done. I will not work, and I will not get another job. And how the fuck is that fair? Like, how is that fair, right? That I'm worried because of what they did to me. So it's funny. Like I act all like tough and like, oh, I want to. I'll help other people. But like, mm-hmm. Sarah, I like can't help myself because I do get, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard. I will I will do whatever you want. I will out this person. I will out that person. But then when it comes to myself, I'm like, oh man, like that sucks. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm never going to work again. And um, I, thankfully this reporter was super nice. And he was like, I won't print it if you don't want me to. And I'm like, please don't. Because I generally, you know, I I think i found my path now, but at the mm-hmm. time it's really scary um, so if you, if you don't mind, could you just like sort of share a little bit of what happened to you with Harvey?
0: Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success.
2: Yeah. You know, I've told this story a lot and um, I don't really want to go into the details of it again, but basically I was a young actor living in New York. My uh, day job was always in childcare. I was a nanny and I loved Mm -hmm. kids. And, uh, I had started working with a nannying agency to get some more part-time work. It's New York. It's expensive, and I needed to <laughs> um, really, yeah. You do say, um, you know. And she, you know, the the knitting agency had said we have this client who we think would be a really good fit for you because they're in the entertainment industry, and you know that world, and um, uh, it's Harvey Weinstein. And I went, oh yeah, okay, sure. So um, you had
1: heard of him? You were like, oh wow,
2: incredibly like, powerful yeah. producer. And I I loved Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, I looked up to her mm. so much. She had done this theater festival called the Williamstown Theater Festival, which I ended up going to for two cool. summers. And, you know, I loved her and Shakespeare and Love. So I was very aware of him and his impact on films. And, you know, I was, I had a very clear line as an actor and a nanny where I did work with people in the entertainment industry, but I would never mm. utilize those connections for my own career advancement. It was like, this right. is the job. I'm here to take care of children and help this family. And that's mm. separate from what I do over here. So I had several pre-interviews with assistants of Harvey's, and they kept stressing the need for discretion. And at the time, I thought, well, sure, he's going to have famous people over and yeah. you know, parties, and I just need to not go to the tabloids with you know, pictures I sneak or something. I, yeah. I get it. course, person need to have discretion in that situation. And um, I was compelled to cross state lines to go to Connecticut to interview. And I basically got trapped inside his compound and assaulted during a job interview. And it was awful and terrifying. And my brain couldn't really comprehend what was happening Mm -hmm. at every point. It was, I mean, he opened the door in his underwear. That's disgusting. I did read that. I
1: felt, I'm like, I feel so bad for you that you probably were so young. I don't know your exact age, but I can only imagine just moving there and seeing this, this vile creature open the sorry okay well and
2: bringing it back she said you know one of the women uh who is depicted in the film who is a survivor Mm -hmm. talks about him opening the door in his bathrobe and her Mm -hmm. being very young and thinking oh well i must just be naive this is this probably very hollywood you know and just and that's kind of what i thought too oh he must just be quirky or he must have forgotten I was coming yeah. and surely he'll go change before. And, you right. Know- <laughs> right. I
1: know. It's like you, you make up all these excuses. Yeah. You're like, this is real life. Like this is actually yeah. real. I, but look, yeah. it was,
2: it was a very, um, it was a life changing experience in the worst way possible. It really impacted me, my health, my, you know, emotional health, my career. And for a long time, mm-hmm. it was this incredibly painful thing and it still is, you know, healing is a day by day process and, there's still a lot that I and many of the, all of the other survivors have to put up with, but I am so happy about this film Mm. because I've always wanted to act. I always have, I mean, I've been acting for a very long time. I'm good at it. I'm trained, you know, I've worked really hard and to have these delays happen and these, you know, sort of unfair harms caused to me in my career has, has not been great. And I, I didn't expect to get an audition for this film. I didn't expect to get cast in this film. I sort of was advocating for them to ensure that survivors were involved. I found out later that they had already been consulting with some of the women who were depicted, which is so great. And then they did call in, I I had a meeting with Universal and I never pitched myself as an actor. I sort of went, right. hey, I got this organization. I think this would be a great opportunity. And to their credit, I mean, they immediately responded. We had a meeting. And I thought, who knows if anything will come. Yeah. But then they auditioned a bunch of Weinstein survivors. Oh. And I was lucky enough to get an audition. And then I booked the part. And I I was so excited. They send this thing it. called Dummy Sides, which yeah. are you know, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, it's sort of scenes that aren't actually in the movie, character okay. change, but they're sort of within the sort of like vibe of what the film is. So I was told that I was going to be auditioning for this really um, enthusiastic, young journalist. And the scene was like, it was so me. And I was really excited. And I felt like I could just totally embrace it. And then I booked it. And it was, I mean, i I posted a video on Instagram the other day of me finding out that I booked. I literally was like jumping up and down and screaming. And it was it was this thing I'd worked so hard for for so long to get to make my feature studio debut and to have it be in a film that's so personally meaningful to me, totally. knowing that they were taking the right steps as filmmakers. And it just was fantastic. And I play Emily Steele who won a Pulitzer Prize. She's at the New York Times. She won the same year that Jodie and Megan did. She did the reporting on O'Reilly that brought Bill O'Reilly down. And sort of laid the groundwork for being able to do the investigation into Harvey Weinstein. So, I just wow. felt so honored wow. to get to pick this incredible person.
1: This is this is like six degrees of separation because um, one of my my friends that I used to work with mm-hmm. uh, in the media industry is actually Juliet Huddy, who was the one who initially came forward about Bill, um, mm-hmm. and she was a really close friend of mine uh, at one point. And, um, you know, she, she had it rough. She's, she's a really strong woman, but she totally had it rough. And, um, you know, I'm just going to share, I don't know how, so how you would feel about this, but you know, I was building my career and, you know, I got booked, I had a booker and they booked me on Bill O'Reilly's show to talk about TikTok or something. So I did this hit, it was like five minutes and she saw it and she was really, really mad. And then I felt, I felt really dumb, number one, that I did it. Mm-hmm. And then number two, that, and then at first I was like, well, wait, this is something to do. It was just like really messy. And I, you know, I still think about that and I don't know if it was necessarily the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. So it's like so tough how to, you know, navigate life around these ridiculous men who, you know, hurt women around you, but you still have to like, I still need a career, right? Like I still need to get books and I still need to make money and I still need to, you know? So it's really it, tough. Yeah. The system puts us in positions
2: where we're made to make difficult decisions because people won't fire abusers. And so right it can be complicated. Right. Like I've, I, in the past have turned down auditions. My husband has turned down auditions because we knew the producers were abusers and oh, we weren't prepared, gosh. even though, we're both, you know, trying yeah. to make actors yeah. actors and yeah. money right. and our health insurance and all that stuff. We have taken the, you know, we've taken the stand that we want. And then, you know, there mm-hmm. are situations that happen where you do a film or you do a project and then you find out. That and then you find out. Totally. And I think that happened a lot with um, West Side Story. I felt really bad because I felt like the women were constantly being asked about Ansel Elgort. And it's mm. not on them to have to answer for that. You know, they did the film not knowing their accusations about abuse and they didn't do anything wrong. And yeah. I think it often falls to people who are most impacted negatively to have to answer for the people who are doing harm. and I think that's really tough. You know, I, I I understand why your friend was upset. I think I, I, would oh, get it I, I got it too. I, I literally understand. was like, Yeah. Yeah. I also understand that you're
1: trying to, you know, make sure that you have your job and your career. It so, is. And it that, is that was a tough situation. part because she's like, Lauren, he ruined my life. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I didn't even, I was so in the sure. moment selfish and thinking about myself that I was just like, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think of it that way. And now I'm thinking of these things as an entirely, well, and yeah, you've and from it, right. I, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the thing too, is we yes. all have opportunities to go,
2: oh, okay, maybe that isn't what I should have done. I can make a better choice moving forward, but ideally we wouldn't be in the position to have to make those decisions in the first place. Totally. I feel
1: like this has been like therapy for me as well. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm like sharing this stuff with you and it's like totally therapeutic and like, um, but no, you, I'm so excited to see just how your career blossoms because you're such a lovely person and I'm sure you've done this before. I haven't like looked at your resume, but you have a great voice. You should do voiceover stuff too.
2: Thank you. I do yeah. actually. I narrate okay. <laughs> a lot of audiobooks. Um, oh, cool! A particular series that's uh, like young adult fantasy. It's got Ooh. this really great female uh, protagonist, and it's called The Chronicles of Kerrigan. There's over 50 books. I've narrated over 30 of them so far. I'm working on the rest, and I'm oh, actually wow. developing it into a TV series that I'm writing the TV version of it. And I am wow. with this production company called Night Fox Entertainment and we're pitching. And so it's it's nice to be able to draw all of these things that I love together and and get to do them. And I just, I I love, she said so much as if, I've seen it four times now. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, great. And, careers, and I think, you know, some people might be afraid that it's gonna be too heavy or too mm. difficult. There's definitely difficult moments, but as a survivor, I really appreciated that like there's no exploitative like portrayal of sexual violence it's it's really centering Mm. the journalists who did this incredible work to get the story out there and centering the survivors who are brave enough to share their stories harvey's like an afterthought you don't see his face it's really not about him it's about the system and it's about the process of what it takes to tell the truth and i'm Mm. really proud of being in the film as an actor but i'm proud of the film in general and I just hope everybody goes to see it because I want more
1: films like this to be made
2: and yeah. I want to be
1: made more films and you know, it's just, it's I know. I mean, yeah. I feel like this is, I'm planning to see this in theaters this weekend because I just like, I love to see things in theaters. I think that's the only way to see it. Um, but it's so random. I was at a friend's birthday the other week and they, two of the women there, um, my friends are in PR. They worked for him And they also shared that in addition to obviously being a sexual predator, he was incredibly racist this one girl was black and she said they had this whole thing where he literally said, don't hire like black people. And then she literally said when he would come in, she would have to hide under the desk and she would yell black girl hiding. If people, I know I was literally like, oh my gosh, you need to tell your story. Cause this is also incredibly, incredibly messed up. And then she said there was like a young girl that, you know, that was black and, and um, Harvey saw her and was like, why is she here? And she's like, I told you to hide. And it's like, this shouldn't be a thing. This literally shouldn't be a no. thing, but yeah. No. So you learn something new every day about these horrendous people. Um, but so Thanks. do you go by Sarah or Sarah Ann when people are just talking to well, you one-on-one?
2: <laughs> Both are good. I always, there's yeah. a lot of Sarah's in the world. So the Ann is
1: helpful if there's Okay. One. I
2: like that. So
1: Sarah Ann, um, tell us again, what more you're working on and maybe what you want people to know about you before we sign off
2: yeah so i i have a comedy duo with my husband we do sketch comedy and we're called we are tamasi and we've been doing videos for years we have like 15 million views online before covid we had a live show at second city in hollywood for three years and we toured all over the world and it's it's really fun it's a way to be creative and sort of get messages across in ways that people can understand and i love that i have a short film that i actually was filming when i came forward about harvey Uh, called Tristan and Kelly, and it stars me and Toby Sebastian, who was on Game of Thrones, and he's Florence Mm Pugh's older brother, and he's this fantastic actor and musician, and uh, I'm trying to get that made into a feature right now. I have a feature script for that. I'm Mm -hmm. acting, and I'm playing another journalist (laughs) in a film called Through the Rinse, which is written and directed by Jason Avalos. He was one of our earliest um, Hire Survivors pledge takers. We encourage filmmakers to take our pledge to be inclusive of survivors, and he's been really great. And, uh, you know, oh, I'm also in a, Broadway, so cool. a Broadway-bound musical that's written by another Weinstein survivor named Louisette Geis. The film is called The Right Girl. The Music is by Diane Warren, who just finally got her Oscar. Yes. it's yes. Amazing. And, um, Wait, you said that's going to Broadway or it's... Yeah, we're, we're aiming, hopefully, fingers okay. crossed, for 2023.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Broadway's lot, really back. Broadway is so back right now. It's like... Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's definitely thriving. So, and where can people follow you? I'm at Sarah Ann
2: Massey on all social media. uh, And that's Sarah with an H and Ann without an E. Yeah,
1: Ann without (laughs) an E. That was important for me when I was like writing. I was like, all right, Ann without an E. Um, Well, thank you so much. You were literally so inspiring. And like I said, you're just such a lovely person and seems so optimistic and positive.